Welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Lawrence Holmes, aka Loho. Today's episode a little different than usual, although I guess we try to do fun stuff all the time. I had this conversation with Matt Forte last week, and it was a lot of football, obviously, when you're talking to a guy that did 15,000 yards in the NFL combined, you know, running and receiving. Obviously, we were going to talk a little bit of football, but I, I thought the most interesting stuff that came out of the interview and the stuff that I wanted to share a little bit of had to do with what Forte has become in his post-playing life. Now, I have the advantage of having covered Matt from the time that he was drafted until he was you know, gone and playing for the Jets, he's always been a really serious dude. That doesn't mean that he can't joke around. And he's often, when it comes to the way that we all interact with each other on the football after show, Matt says some of the most cutting stuff of any of us. Like he is, he is an assassin when he wants to, to make a joke. Like he, he gets to the heart of you. But he's a serious dude. And we knew that, like, dealing with Matt, like, after a tough loss or a game where he felt like he didn't get enough touches or that he couldn't help the team because he didn't get enough touches, you could see that he was that type of person. What I always marvel at is what happens to guys when they're done playing? Like, what, what becomes their passion when they're, they're done how do you how do you recreate or let go of all of those things that go along with playing at the highest level of the sport and i don't know if there's a a one like universal answer for any of these guys when it comes to that but i do think that matt's got a really good perspective on it and i think it takes time one of the things i think that we forget when we're watching these guys play baseball, basketball, football, hockey, whatever, soccer, is that they're so young. I mean, think about it. Matt's what? Let's see. He was drafted in 2008, so he was 21. He's like 33 years old, and he's finished playing football. Think about what your life was like between 21 and 35, and how much you changed as a human being in football in particular, and it may be basketball too, but I have, I don't have enough of a background covering basketball to, to speak intelligently about it in football. I think that because the guys are so much bigger than your average human being that we assign them adulthood earlier in the process and we expect them to act as if they are fully formed adults from the time that they get to junior or senior year of college and we scrutinize some of their decision making because of it but there's a lot of growth that has to go on once you become a pro and now you add in the the attention the responsibility and the the money of playing playing in these games and you can see how guys might not always take the right road and i 
I've become a, a lot more sensitive to that as I've gotten older. And I, maybe the, the time gives us all some perspective on a subject like this. But I think about, like, had you given me $10 million, <laughs> you know, like, had you given me $10 million when I was 21 years old, what would I have done with it? And I think the answer would have been not good. I, I don't think I would have done good with it. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. And I think about like my even my post college days, where I didn't have a real savings account. You know, none of that stuff. And now you're being asked to basically be a CEO of a company from the time you're. 21 or 22 years old and yes like having those type of problems are um having those type of problems i think a lot of people would sign up for but they're still problems what's the the cypress hill line they talk about uh, a rock on the song rock superstar how it's a fun job but it's still a job it it's kind of like that where you 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 become the CEO of this company and you might not be equipped. I've, I've talked a lot on this podcast, if you've been listening, and I appreciate if you do. I knew guys that I covered that didn't have checking accounts when they got to the NFL. I knew guys that I've literally seen bonus checks of guys not knowing what to do with their bonus check. Now, the really smart players become financially literate and challenge themselves. And I will tell you from my own experience that there are plenty of players that have postgraduate degrees that you would never imagine. And it's they and they have to kind of keep it secret because if you're not about ball 24 seven, they get on you. The coaches, the team, the perception is, is that you're not all bought in if you're out there getting an MBA, if you're out there getting a master's degree, or if you're even just finishing up your undergraduate stuff. Because a lot of times the tracks that they put, the academic tracks that they put NFL prospects on are not really geared towards graduation. It's geared towards keeping you eligible and allowing you to play. But there are plenty of guys that I know that have gone back and gone beyond. I mean, I, I know that I can, of the guys that have talked about it at least publicly and now they're retired, like Des Clark has a postgraduate degree. Adewale Agulie has an MBA. Charles Tillman has a postgraduate degree. So there's a bunch of these guys that do have it. And I think Lance is still in school. But Lance, Lance is a good example he he's finishing his undergrad and like we talked about him going back to school and how how much he's really liked it so far and he's getting more out of school now than he was when he was at the university of arizona because he was a a nfl prospect and the track that he was on was to keep him eligible anyway i say all of that to say this to you i wanted you to hear again uh if you missed the interview how Matt has changed a little bit and I don't I don't I shouldn't say that that's not accurate let me let me rewind <laughs> how Matt has evolved even in his post playing days and 
if you follow Matt on social media, and I highly suggest that you do, at Matt Forte 22, he's out here in the community. I know for a fact that he has done a ride along with CPD to try and make sure that he is engaged in the conversation of of police brutality. He wants to understand what an officer goes through when they're out here in the streets. He is also working in Inglewood with outreach stuff, talking to families there, trying to get a handle on why there is so much violence in Chicago. He traveled to India. My point is, is that his his journey is chronicled on his social media. And if you follow him at Matt Forte 22, you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. So when I had him on the show, I wanted to talk about that evolution. And to no surprise, you'll hear a very thoughtful, intelligent way of discussing accountability, which I think is a it's a big thing for Matt. And I think he does an incredible job of explaining what that term means and how it can be used in the community at large and not just on a football field. I just want to be uh, unique, be different. You know, um, I've I've grown up uh, knowing that when you have a platform, you have to use it for something. And so I want to use it for positivity. It's easy to to have a platform and be uh, a celebrity or, or famous and then not use that platform to build up other communities or build up other people and things like that or or, or actually spread negative uh, things because cause it's easier to, to fall into that, especially when you're a lot of young influential children or kids or, that look up to sports figures or even entertainers. So I want to use that platform to show them that it's it's okay to be different and not do what everybody else is doing. It's okay to go um, and and uh, and spread positivity and help other people and to to make it cool to not be so selfish. We're all born selfish because we have to be taken care of. We have to be cared for, and then that continues to linger on. But um, to learn to be selfless, which means like caring for other people and providing a need for that person, is is uh, I think that's a fact in life that needs to be stressed more and. What what good is it if you know, you know, I'm walking down the street and there's somebody who needs some food or needs some clothes and I can provide that for them and I say, you know, I'm pray for you or I hope you I hope you get warm I hope you what like that doesn't do them any good. So actually acting on it and doing these things is what is what it's all about. What do you think you've learned about yourself in the process? Uh, just that you know how how much how big the world is, man. Like going to India. Uh, really changed my perspective too on on things over here in America because how fortunate we are. You know, you can go up the street to Walgreens and grab whatever you need. You know, go to, go to the grocery store. Yeah, it's not like that everywhere and uh, in other places. You know, it's 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 tough and there's people being you know persecuted just for their beliefs and all kind of things. So, you know, here we have a lot of freedoms which I'm appreciative of and uh, thank God for. And it's not like that everywhere. So it's it's really revealed to me that. Man, the, the earth is just, the world is so big, and there's a lot of people that need things. And, you know, if I don't uh, reach out and, and, and use my platform and try to help them, then who else? You know, who, if not us and it's not now, then, then when and then who, you know? 
I've, I've learned in the year like working with you that accountability is a big deal for you, and whether it's on the field or off the field. And I think in, in now that you're retired and you're out here in the community, how do you like to I- I express or explain to people the idea of being accountable? Yeah, it's a, it's a, um, it's a, major, it's a major issue um, because a lot of people don't like to take responsibilities for their actions or they make excuses and a lot of stuff. And football has really taught me uh, the most about accountability because you have to be accountable for your actions and what you do and how you prepare for the game as well. Uh, or you're going to let not only yourself, but your teammates down, the organization down, and the fans eventually down. So you have to be accountable in, in what you do. So uh, I'm all about, you know, stressing to a lot of young men and, and, and uh, young young uh, guys that are influenced uh, by sports and athletics and stuff about being a real man because, you know, being a real man is not being passive and just letting things slide, but being accountable for what you do and what others do and, and holding pe- other people accountable to a certain standard. So, um, you know, you got to accept responsibilities as well. You know, you're not going to make excuses um, for everything. But then the main part is just acting on it. You know, there's a lot of people that just love to talk, 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 talk all day long about I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and or even complain about it. Like if the world was this way and, if we didn't do this, the world is so bad. We didn't get out there and start complaining about it and go act on it. And so that's what my mission is, to go and act on it and actually bring these things uh, to light that need to be uh, fixed. And then let's start working towards fixing them. So that's great stuff from Matt. And the idea of we do spend a lot of time, what I would say, navel-gazing, where – we're focused so much on the rhetoric surrounding whatever issue that we are passionate about. Do we expend enough energy actually trying to make a difference? And I think that it's clear that that Matt is is putting in that work to try and make a difference. And I think it's really cool. Like, I think that he probably is someone that that a young player should try and look at what he was like at 21, what he's like now that he's in his mid-30s, and what that is like. Like, it's he seems to have a really good foundation of, of family and friends and colleagues, and he seems to be intellectually curious and socially curious about what's going on. I also like that he's one of these guys that hasn't Matt's a world traveler. Like the guy goes a lot of places, but he still seems connected to Chicago and he doesn't have to be. I mean, he grew up in Slidell, Louisiana and he goes back there and in the Slidell and new Orleans area, he does a lot of great work too, but he seems particularly invested in Chicago and wanting to try to help in Chicago. And I, I think that's grand. I really do. I think it's absolutely grand. So I hope that you got something out of this. And if you want to find out more, I, I sound like an after school special. If you would like to find out more, you can go to your local library. Uh, <laughs> no, but if you if you would like to find out more about what's going on with Matt, I would highly recommend that you go check out uh, his social media, mforte22 on Instagram. And you can, there's a link to kind of show you some of the stuff that he's about. And 
it's it's cool to see that that he's out here trying to build. You either build or destroy where you come from. Um, so thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I know it's a little bit of a different episode today, but I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. I'll see you tomorrow.